Tonight is September 12th, and I call my message, affectionately call this message, In Motion. So, if y'all will turn with me uh, to Matthew 24, 12. This is going to be, if y'all are taking notes, it's going to be number one, and it's going to be called Stand. S-T-A-N-D. Okay, Matthew 24, 12. Because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold, but he who stands firm to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations. You hear that? All nations. Amen. And then the end will come soon. One of the things that really, you know, I mean, we know we've read this a thousand times, but the love of most there says will grow cold. Because of the increase in wickedness, we have urgency to go out and preach the gospel to the whole world. That urgency. Um, have that desire to go out. Because the word says to stand, he who stands firm to the end will be saved. For me, that means no wobbling. But really, it's really standing firm. Have y'all ever stood that? I mean, you ever done like you have a real hard wind coming, the hurricane's coming, and you kind of stand against it or something like that? It's difficult. This is not just something kind of like, oh, I'm here, I'm standing, and it's whatever. It's with you got your back foot back, you know, and you're ready. You're ready for it. You're standing. You're standing firm. I think for me personally this year has been very much a growth in this area. Um, standing when things are difficult, but also when I don't know how things are going to work out. Um, it's the risks. It's, uh, you know, the things that surprise me. But the word of God is true. Um, and his promises are true. And you have to stand on those. It's very important to do that. Um, for me, like I say, I feel like at times it's a, an easy stand, and at other times it's not. Other times I'm, I'm bearing, ready for the, for, the, for the waves to come. But the word of God is true. So let's go to number two, which is go. Um, be Matthew 28, 16 through 18. Eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. That's one of the things we've really been trying to do here this year. Is therefore go and make all disciples of all nations. The Lord's given us the opportunity. It's very unique. It might not be something that we have for very long. Or it might be something that it just it is tremendous and it's everywhere. And we're always doing it. But we're really thankful about what God has done. But we've been really thankful to go. Our church. Um, it's one of those things. I know it's Eric a lot of times, and there's been lots of people who've gotten to go. I've gotten to go on some of these things. But it really is us as a body going. It's not just him. It's us. Um, and this section here is called the Great Commission, you know. 
Jesus gives us clear direction to go out and make disciples. Um, but um, even these people who had been with Jesus, gone to the city in the mountain where he said to go, the way specific place, they saw the cross and the resurrection. And the world said, word says that some of them still doubted. Can you imagine that? You know, when I mean, you think about that, really, you know, that's something that doubt um, is really what gets us in trouble. You know, um, when we receive a command to go, and that sneaky little doubt comes in, you know, and sometimes it stays, you know, and sometimes you're quick to throw it out the way. Sometimes it finds root in our heart, and it makes it difficult, and it settles there um, for us not to go when we're commanded to go, even when it's difficult, you know, even when we're tired, um, even when you think to yourself, well, I don't want to, you know, we're talking about the nations. We're also talking about the people that are around you constantly that you're ministering to. And these are the things that the Lord's commanded you to do. But go talk to those people. Go speak to that person in the store. Go get to talk to that person and do those things, you know. That doubt sneaks in on us, but we need to be faithful and remember that the Lord told us to go. Um, so number three will be stay. And if y'all turn to Luke 24. 45. 45, it says, Then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written. The Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power on high. It's just something amazing when you think about that. Power on high. Clothed with power on high. God wants you to be filled with his spirit. You know? Be filled with his power, not just power, but power from high. I mean, this is from him. Um, being filled with the Holy Ghost is so important to do his work. That's why it's so important to get into worship and to read his word and really get focused on what he has for you so that you can be filled with his spirit and to really seek after him. Um, just kind of on a side note, one of the things that... Um, I learned this scripture when I was very young, which used to always encourage me, because y'all know Eric's very, very smart, and he'll be mad at me, so don't like him to say that, but he retains the word like somebody I've ever met, you know, and me, I can read something, oh, gosh, like 50 times, I'm like, I still cannot, I can't remember where I see that, you know, and it's so frustrating for me, at times I think, God, Lord, who am I to even share anything or say something to somebody or you know, to do all these things, and then the Lord reminds me, and he says to me, <laughs> he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Jesus opens your mind to understand his word. So he gives it to you, you know? Who are we to say, no, no, Lord, I'm just going to stay stupid, you know? I'm not going to understand this, you know? He gives this to you, and he makes you understand so that anybody, with whatever your background is, whomever you speak to, the Lord gives you the words to say that he opens up the scripture and becomes a lie, a living thing for you. Um, he will reveal it to you. Uh, but one of the biggest things that I have for here is number three to stay. 
you really got to stay to hear him. Um, I know it's important to take time to listen to him, to allow him to reveal his word to me. It really, really does. I also do things. I'm a doer. I run the overdoing, whatever else I like to do. I like to stay busy. You know, I had too much time when Eric's gone to think, and man, you know, my mind just goes berserk. I just love to sit there and go, stop, 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 stop. You know, in my head, I'm still talking to myself. I don't know if y'all do that. I talk to myself all the time. And I'm like, stop. And the Lord reminds me, let's go sit for a little while. Let's go stay for just a little while. And read my word, and I'll reveal my power to you. I'll reveal my joy to you, my peace to you, all the things. But have to stop long enough and stay and listen. So now I want to share with you a couple of funny things a little bit. Uh, if you want to write down, it's the who, when, where, how, and why factor. <laughs> okay, so the who will be Acts 16.9. Why, are, why is it that we've been so focused on missions and, and uh, going to meet the needs of people? It says in 16.9 uh, here, it says, During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and, tell, and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called. What does that say, y'all? Uh, us preach the gospel to them. I mentioned this before. Um, Eric and our church received this vision. Do you understand that? I, I hope you all, I mean, I see that you do. Um, it's not just the nations that you're going to affect. It's the people here. There are, there will be people that will not be able to go. I know that. But I do think that God will always make a way for you to go um, if you really, really want to. I think they'll give you an opportunity to go. But then also, there's so many opportunities here that we miss. Um, and who else is going to go to them but us? We're the people that are called to go and to minister the gospel to people here, to love them, to show them the word, to encourage them. Uh, the how. Let's go to Romans 12, 6 through 8. We know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. I'm sure this is the right one that I have here. Oh, Sorry, guys. Did I tell you all 12? Six right? Okay. I'm reading it. I knew that was different. Okay. So we have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is to prophesy, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. And if it's contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is a leadership, let him govern diligently. If it's showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. 
one of the biggest things, excuses that I used to always say was, well, somebody else is going to do it. I don't want to talk very much, or I can't really preach, I can't really teach. Um, you know, the, the Word has so many things. It says serving, teaching, encouraging, seeing the needs, leadership, showing mercy. This is how we share the gospel to people, y'all. It's an everyday life. It's not necessarily knowing how to sit there and tell someone verbatim, quote a long scripture to them and tell them, point out all their sin. It's loving them. It's encouraging them. And I think a lot of times, like with missions, you know, Eric goes over there and goes to different places. And that's one of the things that really impacted me in India. So I thought, wow, Lord, you know, these people just need to know that they're important, that they're special, that the Lord loves them. You know, and you look at them like, well, how can I serve or how can I help or whatever? And a lot of times they're like, oh, no, you know. But the thing is, is that that's what we do. That's what makes us different. That's what makes us shine is we show this. And we show this in everyday life. This is not just something that um, is, you know, uh, an occasional kind of thing. This is something that needs to emanate and, and pour out of you constantly. Um, I had on here, too, I said, try on a different hat. You know, ever done that? Um, you know, if I sit there and had to tell, tell y'all about myself, I'm a woman, I'm a wife, I'm a daughter, a mother, a friend, a sis, grand, mommy. <laughs> yeah, I put that grand now in there because apparently Isabel now is claiming her as mine. A teacher, a disciple, an encourager, a servant, a worshiper. There's so many other things to be doing, you know, and it's, it's scary at times to sit there and go, well, but I don't do that. That's not who I am. Why not? Why not try? You know, be bold and see what the Lord can do with you. Obviously, I'm standing up here speaking to y'all. I would have told y'all I'm not a teacher or a preacher or anything. I'm an encourager. Okay, well, I'm an encourager standing up here before me. You know? So it's it's different, but it's it's what Jesus is doing. You know? It's not something specific anymore. The world doesn't need just wonderful speakers. It doesn't need just amazing worship leaders. He needs the body of Christ to be real, to be real to these people, to all of these people. We have a hurting and dying world, and I know y'all know that, but it's it's becoming worse every day, you know? I mean, I'm reading the news of all these things going on, and sometimes I hit that Fox News button, and I'm like, oh, you know, sit here and read all of this, you know? But we're the light to these people, you know? Um, all these things bring glory to God, not just one, but all of them do. Um, discovering, like I said before, about the race. Sometimes doing all these things, even in one day. Have y'all ever had that? You might have like a monsoon of, okay, Lord, I'm going to be this, this, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this today, and it's all going to be good, but tomorrow I'm going to sleep. But it's okay, because I'm going to do it today, you know? Um, but that's when I find out, like, about the race. I'm swimming in the ocean. I didn't think I could ever do it until I'm doing it. And then I realized, wow, Lord, you are amazing. You're an amazing God that you can allow me to do this. Um, explore. Be bold with what the Lord can do with you. Don't be shy, but be courageous. Yeah. Um, the win. Let's turn to 2 Corinthians 6, 1 through 2. under the win category. It says, as 
God's fellow workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. Amen. So when is it time? It's now, 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 now. <laughs> okay. It's now. It's time for it now. So it's not. Um, so when you hear it about Eric and you see this in him, and you realize, oh my gosh, he's been. You know, he went to Romania for three weeks. He was home two weeks. He went to India for two weeks. He was home for two weeks. He went to Honduras for ten days. He is wore out. But at the same time, he's got this thing. Go now. Now, now, now. Now is the time. Um, it says in there, the time of God's favor. Have y'all ever, like, um, it's kind of funny, um, go to the grocery store, go to Walmart. Got everybody with me, you know. Now I got Isabel. I got the car seat here in front of me, you know. And we love going to Walmart, Elizabeth and I, you know. And uh, we'll get all of our stuff, you know. We'll check out. We'll go outside, and we'll stand outside, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't buy this. Like, it's underneath the car seat. Have you ever done that? Has anybody else ever done that? I don't know. Like, not paid for it, yeah. And I think to myself, you're like, oh. You know, some, I know this is crazy, but some people would sit there and go, yay, I got something for free. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, no, no. But, um, if anything, it's like, oh, but I have to go all the way back in the store with the kids. And then I think, oh, but it's not worth, worth losing your favor over. I want to have your favor. And it's something as simple and as silly as being obedient, get back in the, all in, to the Walmart to go pay for this one item. It's really, really, really important to not lose God's favor. And if the Lord has told you or shown you somebody that you're supposed to speak to or given you a time and you've gotten nervous and that doubt's crept in and you're like, I can't do this, I don't know who I am, now is the time of God's favor. You don't want to lose God's favor. You don't want to have lost that moment when you could have done it. You know, God's favor is amazing. I, I never, ever, ever want to be away from it. I want to always be in it. I want to be like a little kid, please, 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 Lord. Because he loves you at that moment. You feel God's presence. Have you ever done that when you know you've shared something with somebody that's difficult, it's hard? And afterwards, you're like, oh, I can just feel it's like he's my daddy and he loves me so much. And I did it. I'm so excited I did it. Much like I'll probably be after I speak tonight. I'll be like, yay, I did it. <laughs> no. um, it's really, really important to stay in God's favor. And that means you do. You, you know, and you do it when he tells you to do it. Okay. Uh, so let's go to the where. Matthew 22, 8. Servants, the wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. Go to the street corners and invite the banquet to the banquet, anyone you find. Go to the servants. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. The just part I liked about this one is the street corners. Do you think that's the finest people is out of street corner? You know, the ones that got all the pretty clothes on and all that stuff. It's generally the people that are moving and going and coming and everything else with people that don't have very much or, you know, it's really what it amounts to is the where is anywhere and everywhere. 
Amen. You know, don't be concerned that, you, you know, if you feel like, mind you, if you feel like you're being led by the Spirit and the Lord's telling you, go do this, you're like, Lord, I'm sitting in a restaurant. Or I'm in the store and I'm being awkward. Or, you know, I'm in the doctor's office and I'm supposed to, you know, that's one of the times, that's my story behind this, is that I'm sitting there in the doctor's office. I don't like the doctor's office. I don't like people poking on me and prodding and everything else. And I'm sitting there and I'm actually talking to Eric. I'm like, I hate being here, but I know I need to be here. Just have a check up. And this one woman, she sits down next to me and I can just tell. I'm like, oh, Lord, I feel something's up there, okay? I'm praying and I'm thinking, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of consuming myself here. You know, this is going on in my head. I don't want to be disturbed by this. Let me just, you know. And the Lord keeps telling me, um, you know, go talk to her. You know, share with her. Just communicate with her. Talk to her about her baby and all that stuff. And I thought, well, Lord, this is not appropriate. This is not the time for that. You know, I could do this. You know what I mean? You'll shake your heads. Do you have a debate? It's the whole big old debate. Yeah, I do it a lot. Uh, I usually tell myself, shut up. I do it. So um, I did. I turned over and just started talking to her. And I know it was silly, but it was something just so sweet. She was talking about her baby, and I was sharing with her about my kids and how the Lord blessed me with more. And, all these kind of things, and she's like, you know, wow, that's amazing, and on and on. I told her my husband was a pastor and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, nothing really came very much of it. Like, I could in my mind think about it, but I had to be faithful what the Lord was doing and wanted me to do. And then I thought later on, I, I prayed for her, you know, and then before long, I was really praying for her. And I thought, Lord, if nothing more, you did that just so that I could intercede for her life, or maybe even be an encouragement to her. I have no idea. But the point is, is that Everywhere, everywhere is the appropriate time when the Lord is leading you to share with people, to love with them, and to encourage them. So let's go to the why. Uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 14. love compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves why do we do the things we do why do we get on a plane and go all over the world or why do we go across the street and talk to our neighbor why do we do this Jesus' love compels us to do this such a powerful thing, such a strong word for me when you think compel, because generally you think of like people say, I've been hypnotized, you're compelled to do things or whatever else. If you even want to put in that, you know, connotation, okay, great. Jesus' love compels you to do this, to share the gospel at every point in time, to find the time to be now to do it, you know, and it, um, it says here, uh, one died for all, Jesus. And that we should no longer live for ourselves. You know, that's one of the things, too, that I mean, I want to encourage y'all with as a reminder. We're not living for ourselves anymore. It's not about us, for me, anymore. It's about what Jesus is calling us to do. Um, so, let me turn, let's turn to 2 Timothy 4, 2.
Okay, so y'all remember to call them, give them a message in motion? Y'all remember that way back there? <laughs> okay, so here comes the motion part of the message. Remember motion. Um, four, two. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead? And in view of his appearing in his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. So remember how it started off in the beginning with stand? Well, you have to fight the good fight. That means you have to battle. You have to stand. Sometimes the battle is fighting your ground and pushing back with the enemy ascending. Okay? And that it's really important to focus on that, that you have to do that. You have to fight that good fight. Not just a bad fight or an okay fight, but a good fight. A one that you really have searched the word for, that you know this, that you've gotten in his presence, you're filled with his Holy Ghost, and you are ready to fight that good fight. You're prepared. So it's really important when you stand that you've got all that the Lord has asked of you, or given you, I'm sorry, so that you can fight. So for two, it says finish the good race. It means you have to be in the race, headed to somewhere or to the end. You have to be going. You have to be going in motion. You have to. And for one, I didn't put that, I didn't tell you that. But to me, standing is motion. It is. When you're ready, you're ready for that battle, you're equipped, you're ready to fight, the fight's coming to you, that's motion. That's what you're doing. And when you're going and two, that is motion. You've got to be moving. You've got to be doing things. You can't be in a race and not do anything. I'm just standing there. I'm in a race. I'm doing this. I'm not going anywhere. You know? You're not doing anything. You're not, not going to find that end. There is an end because you are in a race. Number three, keep the faith. You have to daily stay. That's another motion for me. Be filled with this power from on high. And allow his word to be revealed in you so your faith will be strong. It's motion. I want to be, it says at the end of the world, so you can be crowned with righteousness. I want to be crowned with righteousness. I want to be full of God's spirit. I want to be full of his righteousness so that I know that he's pleased with me to find his favor. Amen. It's really important to do that. I know you guys know these things too. I know that y'all heard this word. We really get good teaching from so many of all of y'all. But one of the things that's just been so important to me is, why are we doing what we're doing? I have to remind myself that all the time. Why am I doing what I'm doing, Lord? And this is what he said to me. You know, somebody actually had blessed me with some scriptures and things like that. And I thought, okay, Lord, you know, this is cool. I'll, I'll get this, you know. And, and immediately the Lord's like, go spend some time with me. Just go in the Word. Just go put on the worship music, you know. And it's kind of like Eric kept telling me, just talk to them like you're your family. Of course they they're your family. They love you. And I'm like, well, might not all love me, but, you know, most of the time they put up with me. That's the good thing. It's okay. But the thing is, is that when I got up there, I got in my room, and I started thinking, well, what am I supposed to speak about? I want to encourage them, but what do I encourage them about? So what are we doing? You know, that's what he told me. So what are you doing? What have you been doing? Like, sometimes, Lord, I don't remember. Remember, you know, you all have the helmet of salvation? Yeah. 
I was, you know, we used to laugh because our, our pastor from our church would sit there and talk about, he's sometimes looking through the ear hole, you know? <laughs> I feel like at times I'm looking through the ear hole and I'm thinking, I know I'm battling something, I'm doing this, but is it really real? And the Lord reminds me, yes, it is. You know what you're doing. You just get lost with it sometimes. The life gets in the way, you know? Children, family, life, you know, school. Y'all know, too, we've been doing school, preschool. It's been amazing. And homeschool has been amazing. But that's another hat for me that I thought, okay, I'm going to do this, aren't I, Lord? <laughs> I'm going to teach my child and my other one and do preschool and try and figure out at some point in time to spend some time with Elizabeth and the baby. And Okay, all right, Lord, why is it that I'm doing all this again? Because it is pouring your life out into, pouring your life out into these people. So that there's there's motion. This is what this is. This is motion. When you're pouring your life out so that you see fruit, so that you see it come alive. So these people's lives are changed. It might be slow in the beginning. You know, you might not see any fruit. There might be somebody you're ministering to at work. And then you don't see a whole lot of fruit in the beginning. And you get discouraged. Remind yourself, this is what we're all about. This is who we are. Um, Y'all know that uh, last year, um, in worship, I saw I had an open vision. Um, I've shared that with y'all. Um, it was just incredible and amazing, and um, just something that I've never experienced in my life. And truthfully, in the in the vision, I'm going, "Why am I seeing this? Why am I seeing this? Because I'm nobody to be seeing all of this." And I'm really, truthfully, embarrassed to say that I didn't really even understand all of it. Until afterwards, when I'm writing all this down here, it's like, well, this is this, and this is this. And it's like, <laughs> that's cool. Like, I didn't even know what I saw, you know? Um, and I've always met people who've had visions and open visions, but I thought, well, they're really just super spiritual people. No, I can tell you, not super spiritual. Um, <laughs> quite the contrary. It's that Jesus is just faithful. He gave it to me because I needed it. He needed encouragement, you know? Um, he needed me to get focused. That's what he needed me to do. He needed me to see what was ahead and not fear and to push forward and go and do these things in motion. Um, in the vision, um, I saw Jesus' throne. Um, I saw the 24 elders. Um, I saw things that I'm still not quite sure what they mean. I feel like my whole life will probably, I'll be standing there doing something and the word will be revealed and be like, ah, oh, that's what that's for. But, um, one of the things was an angel or servant, is what he called, called himself, um, had this book and had a list of things that uh, were difficult to be done. And he had showed me the pages of things that we had accomplished, Eric and I had accomplished. And I was really excited. I'm just going to be honest with y'all. I'm like, I'm like, wow, Lord, we got that. That's great. You never do that. You're like, yes. So that if I don't do the other things, at least I've done this, you know, like a little kid. <laughs> And he was kind of like, no, those were faith builders. The things that were coming are difficult. And you needed, I needed to read the word more. I needed to really seek after him more, that he was with me. So the things that I've been struggling with this past year, that was last October. So it'll be almost a year. Yeah. Um, it's difficult. You know, it makes me just kind of want to breathe and see it in me. I just kind of go, oh, difficult. So that means, Lord, and this is the thing that came across to me last week in my whining time with the Lord, 
was, okay, so I got married when I was 18. I trusted you completely for all of our finances. We had ministry at a young age. We were entrusted with lots of stuff. Uh, we sacrificed jobs and schooling to serve. Only to move, leave everybody that we know to come to Sugarland, a place I never even knew anybody. Didn't want to move to Houston, by the way. I, I don't know if y'all know that testimony. I never wanted to move to Houston. Don't worry. Absolutely, Houston. Um, leave my family and my friends and started ministering at home to do hours and hours of children's church. We all say, hello, thank you, Jesus, for children's church workers. Um, Sydney, poor thing, she'd cry when she'd see me. She'd just start crying. <laughs> <laughs> she knew what would take her for children's church. Um, to feeling like at times I pour out every ounce of who I am to serve. And this is just faith builders, Laura. This is just faith builders. Wow. But the list said it would set things in motion. Okay, That's not just a little good to do list. This is motion. Um, what's one of the things Eric said? He said, I was suspected. I was thought that, you know, and I was just kind of like, I had no idea really what that means. Okay. But apparently, this year, I've gotten to figure that out. This has been a year of motion. It's what it has been, you know? Um, setting things in motion. I truly believe that we have set people in motion. I think we've set families in motion. And I even think we've set nations in motion. And that's kind of a bold thing to say. But I really think the Lord has used this little body of people, of believers, who have so much faith in what Jesus is doing and have been encouraged. And are so, y'all are so much more powerful than you really know. I think the Lord has done all of those things um, and will continue to do. Um, one of the things I want to encourage you with is when I talk about motion and setting things in motion, realize that the Lord, you might only be, this might only be a puzzle, like a big puzzle, and it'd be very small. Some things, um, one of the things that I saw on the list was that we prayed for a man who got spirit-filled. And something so simple and so easy, that was the thing that revealed it to me. That's why I understood, and I'm sorry, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. But in the vision on the book, the top of the page, I didn't understand what anything was on the list except for the top one. We went and prayed for a man to get spirit-filled. And I thought, wow, Lord, that would be easy, you know, because of all that. But if we had not been faithful, because I, I, I sat at preschool, y'all can tell that I am testifying this, I thought, I don't want to go all the way up there. It's 10 hours away. I'm going to have to leave my kids and do all this kind of stuff. Oh, it's going to be difficult. Okay, we'll go anyway. I really love the people up there. I don't want to go see them, but you know how it is. Life gets in the way of everything. And when we went and prayed for this man, he was he's so pure and so precious. And the Lord just loves him so much. I have no idea why it was important for us to go there. I don't know. I don't understand it. It's probably just a very tiny little piece in a huge puzzle of this motion. That man needed to get filled with the Holy Ghost and get free with it. And so in my vision, I knew that's what it meant. So I encourage, I was encouraged, and I encourage you tonight with this, is that it might be something little that the Lord's asked you to do. It might not be something really big, but it's really important because it might set other things in motion in your life. Can you all look back and think about people that, you know, or this is the worst, is that, you know, you think, 
oh, I'm going to go with you and get in the car. No, wait, I'll stay here. I'll meet you later. And then that person gets in an accident. You think, oh, my gosh, you know, what happened if I had not done those certain things? It's the same thing with Jesus. When he asks you to do something, to share something with somebody, to serve somebody, encourage somebody, and love somebody, it might be something that either holds them back from something you have no idea, or it can be something that encourages them even later on. And they don't even remember it, but it quickens in their spirit. And so it's really important. So I've given you tonight um, these things that are from my heart. I ask you maybe to look at the opportunities that he's given you. have here on my notes. It says the things that might be very small and insignificant, or it might be the huge, big obstacles <laughs> that you think, I'm never going to do. <laughs> and I just kind of laugh and say, never say never, never say never. Um, because I would have sat there and told you there was no way that we were going to travel to all these different countries this year. It's not going to happen. I mean, we just, I mean, we were a faithful church and group, but there's no way for plane tickets are expensive. I mean, y'all know that. And the Lord is it has been amazing the way he's provided. And I would have never thought that that would have happened. But he, he's faithful. He's faithful to it. Amen. If you won't look at the big obstacle and say no, if you'll say, okay, let's go, you know, and figure out the Lord will be faithful. He can make those big things very small. And he can show you the way. There's been lots of times in my life I've thought, um, you know, uh, church buildings, you know, those kind of things. We were in our house for so many years. I thought, Lord, there's no way we could ever do a church building. And then all of a sudden, we were in a church building. And then they were like, Lord, we're busting out the seams and different things. And that landlord was horrible. And it's like, but Lord, how are you going to do all this? Eric's leaving in two weeks. we got to move to another church building. And the Lord shows Mike. You know, and Mike finds a place for us. You know? And immediately we're like, this is me going, I don't know if we can do this. I don't know if this is possible. And Eric's going, we're going to do this, you know. Isn't it great to have an encourager next to you that sister and says, no, no, we're going to do this, you know. And so you can kind of smile and go, that's right, Lord, okay. Those big obstacles, because they do things, they're amazing things, and they set them in motion. So tonight, I'm giving you the who, the when, the where, the how, and the why. And, uh, and I'll tell you when, it, the Lord will tell you when to stand. He'll tell you when to go and when to stay. Then you're obedient to listen.